check, check. One, two, check. Mic's on. From the world of education to you, my name is Dr. A. Our show is all about finding your voice by connecting our community through collaboration. All right, welcome back to another edition of Mike's On. This is episode 22, uh, and it is, let's see, June 10th, 2020, um, when we're recording this. And I reached uh, back into the uh, field of... Uh, many, many people that we have working there at Selvage and uh, found a good one for us tonight. Uh, our student support services, what else we want to say with that title, huh? It's student Mr. Bobby. Support, Mi- Mi- specialist, yeah, there you go. Whatever. So Everything. our student support specialist, Mr. Bobby Trussell. Bobby, how are you, sir? Hey, hey, what's going on? What's going on? Uh, I'm doing well. Uh, I'm trying to keep a positive mind frame during these times. And um, thank you for allowing me on your platform. I really, truly appreciate it. Extremely honored. I, like I was, I didn't get a chance to tell you. Uh, I was trying to tell you before we went on air, but I listened to your your two last episodes you had, and I love the one with your mom. That yeah, was one isn't of that great? Like, ah, he got it. Well, that, that's that one of those. One. That's one of those. Uh, I don't have a guest. I need to find somebody. <laughs> and I was hey, talking. No, that was good. I loved I, it. I loved it. I said because I, I listened to the one with Kevin, and that was that was good, you know. And then I went. I said, let me go back one more. And um, I said, oh, he got his mom on. Yeah. Let me let me tune into this. So that, that was, was pretty cool. That was one of those where uh, I I I was just talking to her on the phone, and it was like uh, I think it was Friday morning, and I usually like to try and get these set up and ready to go. Friday and put them out there yeah. once a week and and I, I really with everything that was going on the last few weeks I, I really didn't have time I think that was kind of the last week of uh, of school maybe um, yeah and so there was so much going on with parades and and uh, trying to uh, just close out the school year I, I got to the end of the week and I was like uh oh I don't have anybody so I was talking to my mom on the phone I was like Hey, do you want to be on my podcast? And she's like, uh, okay. Do I need to get dressed up? And I'm like, no, You're number one fan, don't you forget it. Yeah, right. No, you don't have to get dressed up. You just need to, you know, <laughs> just come talk. Ready to talk. Just just come ready to talk. So so yeah, t- Bobby, I'm just really excited that that you and I can actually kind of record the conversation sure. that we have. Because um on a regular basis, um I find myself ducking into your room, um, especially if, if there's, uh, nobody in there, but even if there is somebody in there, a lot of times you and I sit down and, and start talking. And a lot of times if there's kids in there, they're part of the conversation. But, um, but, but a lot of times it's just learning from each other about, you know, who the other person is and, and, and the perspective that, that the other person brings to the table. Um, but why don't you tell us just a little bit about, you know, who Bobby Trussell is, you know, I mean, start, start with like, you know, growing up and, and, uh, and, and your experience, you know, cause, um, I know many people, at least our kids know that you also are a product of, it wasn't called Vic when you went through it, right? It was something um, different. It, yeah, I mean, I, it, it was VICC. Was it? Okay. Yeah, I think it was voluntary. In- Look at me. I know the acronym. Voluntary right, right. Toys. Um, yeah, so yeah, I think it was uh, Vic DST, you know, um, DSEG, all yeah. those things. So, so, um, well, tell me a little bit about, about your family growing up. Okay, so, uh, mom and dad, uh, dad was born in 62, mom's born in 65, uh, products of St. Louis Public Schools. Dad graduated from Northwest, um, I don't want to guess the years. I can't remember. I should do the math because if I know the birth years, but whatever. Um, and then mom graduated. Uh, she went to Sumner and Beaumont. I think she graduated from, from one of them. They sound like they might remember. be right around 1980. Yeah, yeah, they're in the 80s. They're for sure in the 80s. Um, I think 83, 84, something like okay. that. I don't know. But uh, All right. I have a sister who was born in 85, and then I was born in 88. And then I have the uh, my baby wait, wait, sister. Wait, 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 wait! I'm gonna have to stop you for a second. Uh oh. You you were born in '88. Yes, sir. The that, best year ever. And yeah, I know well, it is the best, the best year, year ever you because know. <laughs> that's the year I graduated high school. You, you know I know. You know. You know I know. I 
established 1970. Yeah, so I'm like, when I, I remember you yeah. telling me that off. <laughs> when I say my birth year, you're like, man. And you know, that was yeah. the beginning for me. That was that was when the world yeah. began in my Okay, so you have baby. an old you have an older sister and then yourself. Yes. So yeah, and then my baby sister was born in nineteen ninety three. And that's oh, it. That's okay. those are all of my siblings. Right. And um And then so talk to me a minute about about the the um the education for you. You know, like okay. K K through twelve. What what did it look like for you? Okay, so I can remember um uh, I'll go right before K kindergarten. I remember preschool and um um, I believe it was called like the Jeff Vanderloo, uh, okay. some type of preschool garden that in that area. So my mother had me in that. And, um, I remember her, um, my sister at that point had already got gone out there to, to Parkway. Okay. So if my sister is three grades ahead of me, so, okay. um, she had been in the third grade by then. And, um, uh, my mother signed me up at that time. You had to go test and you had to interview. Um, so I went and did that. Um, I, I, I did not do well at the interview. Well, what do you uh, mean? Born. Well, okay. So we go to Mason Ridge and they're, um, you know, they, they make sure, you know, you're academically on point, but then they ask you, how do you feel about coming to the school, right. et cetera? And I proceeded to tell this woman that I did not want to come there. Oh, I proceeded to tell her <laughs> that, um, just, just, I will not come to your school. I don't like it out here. You know, yeah. just, yeah. um, and my mother, um, well, did it scare you? Do you think? I mean, what what was it? Do you remember the feeling? I think that's what it was. The the fear of I had gone to at that point predominantly it was African American. There was no, yeah. and so to to see different than what I am out there, it was it was frightening. And for me, I was like, I'm not coming out here. I'm going to mm-hmm. go where I want to go. What I'm right. used to. Yeah. And my mother promptly took me home and gave me a very good reminder of, uh, <laughs> of why not to do that. And um, so I started kindergarten in 93. Funny how in the year when I started kindergarten, there was no full day kindergarten. Right. Um, so at Mason Ridge, which is off Mason Road in right. Parkway, right. Parkway School District, we uh, we had a choice. You could either do half of the morning, you know, or you could go for a PM session. Right. And my mother and father chose the AM session for me because I would be allowed to get on the bus with my sister. Right. And then the cab would take me home right. around 12. Right. Um, so I had kindergarten and um, it was, it was, kindergarten was amazing. Let me not lie. Kindergarten was, was very amazing. Um, I can remember getting in the cab, going home, that being an amazing thing. Um, I definitely struggled and got in, I wouldn't say in trouble per se, but there were situations and times where, you know, um, just adjusting was kind of different, yeah. if it so, makes sense. So before you get deeper into into elementary school, you know, um, part of what I think people who are residents of our school district don't really realize is... Um, the first piece to your education and how you're getting to the building, you know, um, is such a huge piece of your emotional well-being, right? Um, making sure you're getting there safely. How long do you, I mean, do you remember like that first, that first bus ride? Do you remember that first cab ride home? Um, I definitely remember going home. I think my mother took me the first day. Okay. So, you know, I have, that's one thing about my parents. I've always had active parents who would take that 40 minute ride in a heartbeat and would remind me if you're not doing what you're supposed to be doing, you know, then it's going to be trouble. But right. to answer your question, um, I just remember the cab ride home, yeah. the process of it's about 1130, 1145 and I'm going home Right. and always wondering these other cubbies over here, who are these people? I don't get to see them. You know what I mean? Uh, I only know this AM class. And so for me, it was just like, you get in the cab. Luckily for me, I had other people in there uh, with me who, uh, you know, I could relate to. I think I was the only boy. How ironic. And um, I would sit in the front seat since I was the only boy. And the girls would sit in the back. And um, I just remember um, thinking like, wow, this is a lot. And it's really far. Oh, my goodness. Like, this is a different world. Well, 40 minutes for a five-year-old is like forever. Yeah. Right? It's, uh, yeah, like I said, you just I just remember being like, wow, why come I can't stay at school all day? Why am I in right. this cab? Right. You know. So um, as you started going through Mason Ridge, is that where you did all of your elementary? 
Yes, sir. K through five, Mason Ridge. K through five. And so um, <clears throat> do you remember kind of uh, becoming more accepting of, okay, this is this is where I am now? Um, I think about third grade. And the only reason why I say that, I saw my first African-American teacher at that time. Okay. And so for me, I think seeing her, I didn't get her as a teacher, but I saw her. And so to see her in the building kind of, I think it's just the, okay, I see somebody that is teaching right. that looks like me. You know what I mean? That a person that I feel I could go into the building. Because I think at that time I was still so young and what was going on in the nation at the time, I think. And I'm not oh, oh, I'm not at that time old enough to understand what's going on. Mm-hmm. But um, looking at the demographics in the building, it was just like, okay, mm-hmm. I did kindergarten. White female yeah, teacher. Right. Okay, first grade. You know, and then I get to third grade and I'm like, still, I think I had all females until, uh, man, I think I had all female teachers. I have to look back on all, that. But, uh, all the way through elementary, all females? Uh, yeah, I never had a guy. Um, and, and, and I did not have, okay, when I got in fifth grade, okay, so I'll go back. Third grade, I saw the, uh, she's an African-American female. She taught the third grade. Then when I got to the fifth grade, they hired a new music teacher and she was African-American. And, um. That was well, kind of my experience. Yeah, so you got to see her on a more regular basis, at least, like yes, once a week, yes, maybe, well, right? Well, times were different. I'll tell you this, because I'm going to give the story. Times were different. Um, I had to stay after school for a uh, some type of play we were doing, okay. fifth grade musical. And my parents did not want me, for some strange reason, going to um, uh, people's houses. Mm-hmm. And so I staying stayed out, with her staying after out. school. Staying out by the school, yeah, right? They just wanted okay. me to stay at the school with her, and then she took me home. They got permission from her, and that was a pretty cool ride home with my teacher. Like she's seeing where I'm staying, and she's not freaking out, right? You know what I mean? It's a, it's a. It was like okay, right. she understands. I, her name was Miss Todd. Crazy how you don't forget certain things, right? So, right? Right? Um, I say the only other time I ever felt, in, and we're talking elementary school, I right. felt comfortable somewhat was a uh, second grade. Uh, my so my sister at the time is in fifth grade, and she has a friend named Lauren. And uh, I have a she's a classmate of mine. I can't say we're friends. I probably tormented her a lot. Mm-hmm. Uh, her name was Erin, and so those are Westbrooks, okay? But mm-hmm. these Westbrooks, they their parents went to Harvard. Now they're African American. Mm-hmm. We went over their house, mm-hmm. and so I only bring up that experience is also as well because um, uh, learning their cultural norms, they were extremely different. Mm-hmm from what we were used to. Right. But in my mind, it's like, hold on, wait a minute, we're both African-American. Why do they? Yeah. But understanding that the affluence of, and I'm not saying they were born with that because they worked hard to get through Harvard and stuff, but um, I think that was just an interesting scenario for me to see African-Americans living in a, it was like luxurious. Right. They were very um, wealthy. And, um, you know, just those two experiences were like, oh sure. my goodness. Sure. So you go from um, Mason, Mason Ridge to yeah. where'd you go to where'd you go <laughs> to middle school middle, parkway parkway west middle difficult times yeah difficult times. was it tough um well because the transition um and that's is why i guess it's so great to be doing what i do now um especially trying to talk to sixth graders that transition was really <laughs> tough because the teachers were it was just more demanding yeah it was less it was less um chances more consequences um more homework and then you have to deal with the social pressures of, and then now you become, I think, in my opinion, you start to become more self-conscious of that bus ride. You start to become more self-conscious of the differences. Um, put it this way. I'm not going to say it's, um, put it this way. How do I want to phrase it? Um, you become, mm-hmm. I said, self-conscious. You become more conscious of the fact that you're taking this bus ride. And in the middle school, you're getting up earlier now. Right. At first, for elementary school, I'm getting up about 7.38, and it's cool. You know, but then you flip to middle school, the bus time is at 5.40 in the morning, 6 a.m. Right. And, you know, particularly where a person might stay, it might not be safe to stand out there that right. early. Right, You know what I mean? So you're dealing with all of these things, and then you got to deal with the teachers who, you know, they're just, it seems like they're always on your case. It's like, man, why are they right. always doing something to me? So, you know. Right. So, so... Uh, Parkway West Middle was a little bit of an adjustment. Yeah, I'd say by the time I got to eighth grade, um, 
I love this principal. He was so amazing because he was so nice and cool. Uh, it was Dr. I think his name was Gru, Dr. Gru, Gruner, Gruner, Gruner or something. Okay. I can't remember, but he came from a college and uh, he was just very so chill and no one ever got in trouble. They didn't prepare me for high school. <laughs> didn't oh, prepare boy. me for high school. But um, what, what, what will I say he prepared me for? I think Dr. Gruner, that was his name. I think he prepared me for um, one of the statements I remember him saying to this day is, he said, Bobby, you're not ready for high school. I said, doctor, how do you, why do you say that? I'm ready. He said, because you run everywhere you go. He said, most <laughs> high schoolers do not run, son. They walk. He said, I don't think you're ready yet. So and that you- just sticks in my mind because I'm like, and I'm I'm third, well, I'm 14 at the time. Like, he doesn't know what he's talking about. Right. I'm ready. Yeah. Um, but he was so cool and just... I think one of the things he taught me was like, you don't have to be the bad guy. You can yeah. be the cool guy and give, you know, now, now people got suspended still. Yeah, right. <laughs> I didn't get suspended right. Here, but, right. you know, I'm pretty sure he's still, but he was just very, he just talked. He was, I, I love that about him. I had never ran into a principal, a male at that, that would talk to me. Right. And, and not. He saw you. Yeah, well, yeah, it just had conversation. It was yep. not like, I'm going to call a cab, you're going home, you're suspended. Right. It was right, just. Right. Right. So so that was middle school. And then where did you end up with high school? Well, I'll say this real quick about middle school. I forgot about Carol Rivers. She was yeah. another um, yeah. important figure in eighth grade. She was my language arts teacher. Yeah. Um, um, That's who we ran into I, over at Selvage, right? Uh, it, no, that was... Um, that was high school. Yeah, that was high school. That was Miss Bell. Yeah, um, okay. Miss <laughs> Eagley at the time was her name. Yeah. That was Miss Bell. Um but no, Carol Rivers just really helped because she was just an old school type of uh, teacher, African American female that really took zero crap and would call my father at a dime's drop and just really stayed on me. And I really appreciate her. Just, you know, she cursed me out the first day. Mm. First day I come in her class, she has a peculiar haircut. I didn't know at the time she had a haircut because of a health condition. Mm. So me and my buddy were laughing. We're like, oh, look at her haircut. Yeah. And she stops the class and she calls us Jack. You know what? Yeah, I'm not gonna right. Finish. She said, "What are you two, Jack?" Bleep, yeah. uh, laughing at. Yeah. And that froze me up. And so from that moment, we had a we had an interesting time together. Her and yeah. I did, but she was like so dope to me. Well, uh, she opened your eyes a little bit, I guess, huh? Uh, she just made me realize that you know your parents are putting you out here for a reason. Yeah. I'm an older black woman, and I'm trying to impart some wisdom upon you. And so it was kind of just. One of those periods of maturation, I think it kind of prepared me for my administrator through high school, my grade level administrator and the type of relationship we would have uh, uh-huh. because she came from U City. Okay. So my first year in high school, she's there at a new place. She was in U City for like 20 years, mind mm. you. So she gets to Parkway West. Um, doc, I think, it's, is she a doctor now? Dr. Jacqueline Kelly. I think she's the head principal at Hazelwood East. Or okay. One of the Hazelwoods. And, um, we had a we had a rough first few years. Um, um, you made it though. I, well, I made it, but look, though, look that first year I got suspended. Um, the by the time October hit, I was suspended, I believe, for ten days. And, and what blew my mind about high school, you know, in middle school you get like three days, right? right? And when so basically, make a long story short, I called her out of her name, a very derogatory name. I should mm. not call her. Why mm. did I call her that? Because I refuse to remove my do rag, so mm. funny, right? So, mm-hmm. so you when you come in the building at Parkway West, you are expected to remove all whatever, whatever gear. And, um, yeah. Yeah, she, yeah, she asked me nicely, please remove it, sir. And I, I looked at her and I'm like, I'm not taking this off. Yeah. And she was like, you can either take it off or you know. And she got down the hallway. I took it off, right? And she gets down the hallway, and I called her a nasty word. You should never call a black woman. And um, yeah. And she, I didn't know she heard me. She, she turned her head and said, you go to my office right now, sir. And mm. I'm like, oh, gosh, did she hear me? I'm like, I'll mm. just lie about it when she gets in. <laughs> so to make a long story short, um, she's told me that she was just very displeased with how I acted. She heard what I said. She told me that that was insubordination. Me learning a new word, that's right, insubordination. Right, right. And uh, she said, son, look at the calendar. I said, yes. She said, count 10 days for me. I counted it. She said, that's when you'll return to school. Somebody call him a cab. Leave out of my office, please. And mm-hmm. that always sticks with me mm-hmm. because it was like, I'm like, I'm in the big leagues now. Whoa. Mm-hmm. 10 days? Mm-hmm. How did your my parents, parents react? Me. Oh, my God. I mean, <laughs> well, let me rewind. Let me, let's rewind. Let's not act like. Yeah. Um, put it this way. When I got to high school, I played football and uh, 
I got in a fight mm-hmm. <laughs> at football mm-hmm. preseason mm-hmm. and got suspended for a few days from the football team. Mm. I started the fight, let's be honest. I egged it on, started it, all of that. And I remember my father at the time, this is right before my parents split up. Uh, my father, I, I thought, I said, ooh, I'm going to get it. I know he's going to give it to me. He came home. My mom was like, your son got suspended for fighting. He's only off the team for a week. Go let him back. And this is in August, like I said. And so uh, my dad was like, son, I'm at the point now where, I mean, there's, we don't, I'm not, I'm not going to, I'm going to whoop you. We're at the point now where you're going to start learning about life. And, and this is the part where it starts to, it's not about physical anymore. It's about you understanding that this is going to affect you. So um, I didn't learn from that experience in August. And so I got suspended in October and I was scared. Um, because, you know, I knew my parents would kill me. And um, did I get a spanking for that? I don't think I did. I think what they did was, see, when it started in high school, they they changed it up a little bit. Sure. So um, um, got suspended for that. Had to. So what they did, uh, Parkway did, was when you got suspended for 10 days or more, if it's just 10 days, look at me, which is a type 2, um, then you just go to um, the, uh, I think it's called a, Alternative Discipline Center. Look at me, ADC. You go yeah. to the Alternative Discipline Center and you go in there and you... The crazy thing about it is for us VST students, you have to walk to the designated stops. They don't come pick you up right in front of your house. Mm. So there's like five stops. They'll pick you up at either Soldan High School right. or you know what I mean? You right. have to walk and get there. Oh. And I remember asking my mom, I'm like, hey, mom, um, I start ABC tomorrow. Can you give me some money to catch the bus? And my mom was like, I will not. You will walk there. Ooh. And you will walk home. Why would I pay you for something that you're inconveniencing? You know what I mean? So right. um, I did that, came back after I got suspended, and it really didn't help. I'm not going to lie. I I got suspended again in, like, February or March, I think, for ripping out some pages of a library book. Mm. Mm. <laughs> it's silly stuff, right? Well, I didn't want to pay for the copies, Mike. I'm like, <laughs> look, why pay for the copies, <laughs> which were 10 cents. The copies were 10 cents. I said, I I'll just rip it out. Right. And my English teacher came to me and she was like, <laughs> hey, you destroyed school property. And I don't think it helped that I had a nasty attitude with my principal. Yeah. You know, things did not get better after that first suspension. Sure. They kind of got worse. Sure. So, um, and I'm not going to lie. She cut me a break, like, right before I got suspended. I mm. bought a kid. Mm. And uh, she, <laughs> she said, I will not give you out of school she said i was supposed to she said but i will give you iss because my girlfriend at the time she really liked her (laughs) she was like you bought a ticket to the dance i'm not gonna do that to you i'll let you she let me go to the dance too um but i still didn't learn got suspended for that and um i remember the freshman summer of my freshman year my parents made me go to summer school every year because Mm -hmm. their theory was go get the whole credit why not yeah um and so the summer of my freshman year, my principal came to me. We were at the, uh, the the Parkway West was having renovations done. We went to Parkway West Middle, and she called me out and she said, "Son, I just wanted to inform you that you've received uh, two type two suspensions already." She said, "That's ten days each one." She said, "The next time you get another type two, that's it. Parkway only allows you three times to get type two, and after that, you will be serving eleven days at the least, and you'll have to have a hearing mm-hmm. to come back to school if you." I'm like, okay, Miss Kelly. Mm-hmm. <laughs> sure enough, get back to sophomore year. And um, mind you, I say sophomore year was my best year. So I played football. Sophomore year was my best year as far as football-wise. Mm-hmm. I got to start. I was doing pretty good. Um, however, I got into it with a history teacher. <laughs> Mr. Herman is great now. It's crazy. I follow him on Facebook. He's so cool. Yeah. Um, and so uh, to make a long story short, I was disrespectful to the history teacher. The history teacher, he had a, just had a very hard class. World history, his his world history, Herman's world history was like people feared getting him because he was just very tough. <laughs> and um, I wasn't doing well in the class, and Herman was the type where he just, no nonsense. He wasn't going to take any. Right. And I got mad at him one day, and um, I told him I wasn't talking to him, and told him I had a black wall up against him. I did this in front of the class, right? I'm just going. And he was like, what did you just say? I'm like, there's a black wall up. I'm not listening to you. I'm just mm. very disrespectful. Mm. So um, that's another 10 days in subordination. Yeah. <laughs> that's another. So so um, I find myself with 30 days already of a, accumulated suspension time. Um, and I haven't even done two years in high school. So um, yeah. at that point, 
to go back to home like my parents are separated mm. and uh my mother is just did i that think pl- she's dealing with it. hey i'm gonna stop you for a second did that play into attitude at all yeah. for you tremendously 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 because um you know, once my dad left, it just you don't have anywhere to mm-hmm. to put the energy, right. the anger, whatever it is, out. In the one, my mother at the time, she's going through so much. And a teenage boy, right? He just needs he needs some. Were type you of were you the only male in the home then at that time yes. too? Because your your yes, sister I'm the only boy. Mm-hmm. I'm the only boy, mm-hmm. and so um, my older sister has left. You know, by the time I'm in high school, she's graduated. And, She's left, and it's me mm-hmm. and my little sister, and my mom is struggling. I remember my freshman year, I had to uh, give my mom my job. I worked, so I got a job at, at the end of eighth grade. That's one of the great things that my father did. Do. He got me a job at the end of eighth grade, you know, had the school sign, the work permit, all of that. Um, and so uh, I had to give my mom my whole check my yeah. freshman year because mm-hmm. my dad left, like, freshman year or something like that. And I was very upset. I'm like, Mom, why am I giving you my whole check? Yeah. She said, so we can have Thanksgiving dinner. That's yeah. my son. Yeah. And after she said that, there was just like, okay. So like you said, uh, it played a big part into it. By the time I was a sophomore, um, you know, I was, it was full, I wouldn't say full rebellion mode, but it was like, who can tell me anything? Yeah, you had a my pretty family. big chip on your shoulder, huh? Yeah, um... Very, so very then you big. get to so, you get to junior and senior year. You uh, you graduate. Uh, hold up, let me. Okay, all hold right. Up, hold, hold <laughs> Sorry. Up hold up. Before I got there, I decided to go to alternative school. Okay. I told my principal. So after I get suspended, right, that third time. Yeah. The fall semester of sophomore year. So this is uh, I started high school in 0203. This is 0304. Right before 04 starts, you know, January 04, I convinced my mother. That I need a change of plan, and I go to Fern Ridge, which is the alternative. School. Hey, I gotta ask you, Desi Kirchhofer? No, I had a. Uh, oh, what is her name? This principal did not. No, let me hold up. So at Fern Ridge, you didn't have you didn't have a Desi Kirchhofer? No, I had a. Uh, did you know Did lady. you know Desi at all? No, I think she was there before I got there. And yeah, well, he he actually. Um, Me, I'm sorry. Yeah, no, he. I know he was there. I just can't remember the time in which he was there. He may have already moved on. Uh, yeah, I think he was. If there's a guy there, I would. We didn't have too many guys there. We okay. had. Uh, All right. I'm trying to think of this lady's name. I can't. Maybe it's good that I can't remember her name. But um, uh, the principal there. Oh my goodness! If I thought I had it bad at Parkway West, I got there and I was like. Um, so I left, like I said, in January of '04. I get to Fern Ridge, and uh, it was not a good choice in hindsight because put it this way it's for kids who really need it yeah but i didn't really need it i was just trying to find a way out and Mm -hmm. um i got it i got what i was asking for and i got there there's no homework Mm. uh which i go home and that leads to you know you're just not doing anything you're not cultivating your mind and um they also had a off-campus lunch and so that was a huge thing for us and we would utilize it for all the wrong reasons right um so <laughs> taco I bell is right there <laughs> well taco bell is right there but we left every day and um and and i'll say this um so i get suspended again uh, my was this junior year I, I believe it was my junior year so like you said we go to junior year i've been at fern ridge for a semester i think i'm cool right and um i was heckling this girl and she was not tiny mike she was not tiny yeah. uh, she 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 was a heavyweight uh-huh. and i was heckling her and to make a long story short she punched me in my face oh my and um yeah busted my mouth up pretty oh, good I, 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 <laughs> she wasn't messing I, around I, with you she was not messing around um <laughs> you and said I, and that to the wrong back. person i said it to the wrong person that day and i fought back but i got 11 days and uh oh, bobby to a hearing and my mother was at that point uh my mother was like look we went to Steak and Shake. I remember that. She was like, look, dude, this is it. You know, and I had told her, I said, hey, mom, I want to go back to Parkway West. And I think my mind at that time was, by the time junior year came around, the principal that was there, she was not happy that I was there. And, um, you know, we had a situation where, uh, you know, they can look up what you do on the computer. Sure. 
And uh, I kept trying to proclaim my innocence. Um, and she thought that a website that I had visited was a, a wrong website, a triple X website. And mm-hmm. I kept telling her I didn't do it. And she did not believe me, which mm-hmm. I can now looking at it as an adult, I can get it. If I came there and I was mm-hmm. being very rude and disrespectful, mm-hmm. then, but uh, to make a long story short, my mother had to come up there. Um, and uh, this was after the suspension, like I said, and she was just like, look, dude, you want to go back to Parkway West? That's cool. The principal at Fern Ridge was like, let's send them now. Let's send them now. And I was like, no, I don't want to leave in the middle of the semester. That would be unfair to me. Mm-hmm. Let me wait until the end of the semester and then I'll leave. My mom was like, dude, this is it. If you can't do what you need to do. And I mean, she cried, you know? And so for that, me at that point, I'm 16. I'm like, man, um, you know, I really, I got to do something different. So I got back to Parkway West in the spring of uh, my junior year was what? Oh, four, oh five. Yeah. Um, and so I got back my junior year and, um, I think when I got back, my goal was just to, it was like, mom, my mom was in the back of my head. It was not for me. Let's be honest. It was not for me. It was for her. I'm like, I just got to go here and really try to, and surprisingly I did very well. Um, um, my English teacher at the time, Carol Kolar, she's, she's dope too. Um, she's like, sir, you're really intelligent. I think you maybe should apply for AP English for next year. And I'm like, why would I do that? That's an honors class. And she was like, no. She was like, I really think you have potential. And so she really kind of helped me realize my potential. Uh, my principal at the, t- at the time, Beth Plunkett, who was amazing. I still keep up with her on Facebook. Um, she invited me to do a panel. And uh, I think that really kind of changed the perception of me to the staff. So basically what the panel was is it's a group of students and they come out on a Saturday and we sit in front of a classroom full of teachers and they just ask us questions about what it's like to be a student and all of that. And so I did that. And uh, I think it just really changed after that. So I head into my senior year. Um, AP, I'm in two AP classes. I'm in AP English form and honors biology three. It's a turnaround. Now everybody's looking at me like this is the same Bobby that left. <laughs> and um, I'm not going to lie. I had some hiccups yeah. in my senior year. Um mainly because I took a position of leadership at the school. So um, junior year, I tried out for, like, peer teachers. They go down to the middle school and mm-hmm. teach. The, and I got it. And I was so happy. I was like, ah, I got it. Oh, my goodness. And uh, mind you, you know, like I said, senior year, I get to be the homecoming MC. Uh, that was a big deal to me, too. That was something I said. I, I'm like, when I when I got to Parkway West yeah. and we had our homecoming pep rally, I'm like, yeah. I'm going to be the MC. I, I want to do that. <laughs> And I, and I ended up getting it. I ended up getting it. And, um, awesome. So I'm full of myself. I'm full of myself at right. this point. Right. I, I helped start an African-American mentoring program there for the for the, uh, for the seniors and the juniors. Right. Called it AMP. Yeah. I'm, I'm ready. I'm good. And I had an incident on the bus. Um, I forgot buses have cameras, right? Oh, so, geez. Um, I, I, um, so the principals all call me in, right? This is me being a peer teacher and all of this. This is like September in the beginning of the year. And uh, they're like, hey, we want you to watch something. And they put on this video of me just um, humiliating myself, cursing, doing all of the wrong things that a leader should uh, yeah. not be doing. Yeah. Some derogatory, you know, just n- nasty words, right. just all of that. Right. I'm crying while they're playing it because right. it's just they're watching it and they're all looking at me and they let it play the whole time. Mm. And uh, I'm just crying because I'm embarrassed. I'm like, man. And then what they even pointed out to me afterwards was also they showed me a clip of after I got off the bus and a freshman repeated everything that I did. He started to do what I did. And they were like, look Mm. at the effect Mm. that you're having on Mm. And so uh, they took away being a peer teacher for me. They did Mm. not take away the homecoming. I was like, ooh. They didn't take away, uh, they took away the peer teacher thing. They didn't take away the homecoming thing. But that was a huge lesson my senior year. And it kind of helped me snap back into just... uh, Just focus mode and uh, ended up getting some scholarships. I won the, uh, I don't know if you're familiar with the Dr. Martin Luther King scholarship contest they used to have every year right. where you write an essay, mm-hmm. students all around. The, mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I won second place in that and um, got a thousand dollar scholarship. I was trying to go to Morehouse, um, got accepted provisionally. My mother was just like, oh my goodness. She was just like, when I say like, so happy, just crying, uh, happy that I did it. Um, I chose to stay close to home, though, because I had a girlfriend. I was in love. Mm-hmm. And uh, I said no to Morehouse, and I uh, went to Central Missouri State and um, kind of had some hiccups down there in Warrensburg, too. It's so interesting how when I transition from one, right, I just look back at my educational history. It's just learning that it's new levels and 
I think being in Warrensburg, so mind you, if I came out in 0506, I'm in Warrensburg, 0607. Yeah. And I was there 0708. And um, the first semester was pretty well. I did pretty well. Um, but, you know, um, freshman in college, and I think I came home with like a 17 in the spring, and my mom was like, So, so you killed it. <laughs> uh, literally killed it. And, um, and, and uh, so it's crazy, right? So, we go back in the fall and uh, I had like an $800 balance. Yeah. So a um, little backstory real quick to my years from 18 to 21. I think um, that's when I chose to start to hang out in the streets. I don't yeah. know why. Yeah. I don't know why. I couldn't tell you why. I'm like, I don't know why, but that was my 18 and 22. And so like, or 18 to 21. And so, um, well, we think you know, we know summer, at that. We think we know at that age and we well, really don't. I thought I knew everything. Right. And, um, right. I had a I had a pretty rocky summer, and so my mom was ready to take me back. Yeah, because she was like, I don't know if you'll, you know, what you're doing. I don't. Yeah, think you'll. she wanted you to so survive. We, well, that's what she used to say all the time. I'm not gonna lose my son to the streets. Right, and she right, was start crying when she right. get into that. So we get out there sophomore year. I'm trying to. Uh, she takes me up there. I'm trying to convince them to go ahead and release my loan so that way I can pay the balance that's right. left over, and they would not do it. Um, so we get to the car. And my mother is like crying hysterically because she's like, well, I guess we have to go home. There's nothing I can do for you, son. I don't have the money. Mind you, this was a time where my mother, like, she's a single parent. This is the recession is about to happen. Literally, right. you know. <laughs> right. And, um, you know, and I remember, uh, shout out to this person right here, Miss Borelli. I used to stay at their houses. Uh, I used to stay at their house for football when I was out there. And she became like a second mom. I stayed out there my senior year. And her son and I, Brian, were still close to this day. He was in my wedding. He was a groom. They came to my wedding as well also. But uh, I remember Ms. Varelli told me before I graduated, hey, if you ever need anything, like, legit, <laughs> uh, give me a call. And so I don't know what made me might call her, but I called her in that car, and I said, hey, Ms. Varelli, this is Bobby. Uh, you know, I have an $800 balance. I cannot register for school. I know you told me to call you if I ever need anything. And she interrupted me right there. And said, hey, Ron, pass me my credit card. And uh, oh, wow. my mom started crying. My oh, mom wow. was like, my mom is like boohooing, crying. Like, right. thank you, God. Oh, right. my goodness. Like, and so um, sophomore year, that first semester, I didn't do well at all. I mean, I did okay, um, 07, 08. But I began to um, just get arrested for whether it's trespassing or other things down there that I should not have been right. doing. Had right. recording stuff. And so I decided... Um, headed into the spring semester of my second year, I said, I got to go home. I got to go to Webster. Yeah. Can't stay in Warrensburg any much, any much longer. You know what I mean? Right, right, right. And so luckily, uh, by the grace of God, I was able to get out of um, Central Missouri. And they accepted me to Webster provisionally. Right. <laughs> I got like a 2-7. Like, I got like, I barely yeah, made it. Yeah. I was on academic probation. Um my 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 third year going into college at Webster University. So this is 08, 09. Yeah. Um, and um, I'll tell you what saved my life really around that time because I was still outside in the streets per se. Uh, I think what really saved my, my saved my life during that time, 08, 09, I started coaching junior football league mm. in U-City. Yeah. And so all my time was spent <laughs> with the boys, right. with these two-year-olds. And what made it even crazier was I was um, taking a video production class, and so I did my documentary on them. Right. And, um, you know, we won the Super Bowl or whatever. That's and after awesome. we won the Super Bowl that year, our coach, head coach passed away. Mm. It's crazy how things go. Mm. Mm. And uh, dedicated the video to him and all of that. And so one of the things I remember about my third year in college was just um, initially getting there and being frustrated that all the credits didn't transfer over. Sure. You know, because, you know, they don't transfer right, all over. And right. that I would graduate a little later, but um, just being involved in something, having a purpose, right. you know what I mean? Right. Getting up and inspiring these kids. And so I coached my third year and a partial of my fourth year of college at Webster. Um, had to stop doing that because classes became more demanding. As a journalism major, I had to go start covering stories and right. stuff. And um, um, graduated in 2011 with a BA from Webster. Yeah. And, uh, Very good. Another, well, it was another tough period after graduating because it's a tough transition time because you don't know what, right? 
you're expected to start paying these loans off in a minute. And so I wouldn't say I made a hasty decision, but um, I decided to to apply for grad school. And I didn't think I would get in. I just picked the place. And it was Wash U. Go figure. I said, I'll pick this place. I mean, they're not going to let me in. I said, I'll try. Right. And um, uh, the program at the time, it was through, it was through uh, it's, it was an MLA, so a master's in liberal arts. And I remember when I looked at it, I'm like, why am I doing this? What am I doing this for? What was the purpose of it? The purpose at the time was, um, to take the journalism skills that I had learned at Webster and refine those with the liberal arts skills, the thinking and all of that, and to head up north afterwards and um, establish my own, uh, if not publication, to start covering some rap, hip-hop, certain things that I felt passionate about. Right, right. Um, and that was the goal. That was the dream, right? Right. Okay. Um, but I started working with kids during graduate school. And um, it started around, I'd say, if I started graduate school in 2011, I graduated in 2014. And I started around 2012, 2013, summer camp stuff. And right. um, I graduated with my master's in 2014. And I was about to head on up north and uh, met my wife. Yeah. <laughs> she is my wife now. She wasn't my wife right, then. Right. Um, I met her and, um, you know, things changed. And um, I ended up getting a job with St. Louis Public Schools, which was mind-blowing to me because... Uh, growing up, I had relatives who went to St. Louis Public Schools, uh-huh. and I would always mess with them, and they would mess with me. It would be this dialogue of, you you talk funny. You go to school out there, you and I right. would mess with them, and be like, your school is poor. And so, so we right. have these interactions, right? I'm young. You don't know what you're saying. And I get to St. Louis Public <laughs> Schools, and that was some of the, uh, the, it was some of the, if it makes sense, the best, worst three years yeah. of my life. What do I mean by worst? I'm um, just because you see how unfair and, and disadvantaged right. some of these children are. Right. And, um, I, um, so it's 2014. It's the fall. Um, I am at Merrimack as a teacher's aide, kindergarten classroom. I did that for a semester. Yeah. <laughs> and um, I started um, the next semester at Ames yeah. as a family community specialist, which is a, apparently Azon, basically, in a way. And I did that at Ames for a good... Um, <sighs> That was 15. If I got there in December, I'm sorry, January of 2015, I stayed there for two years. Right. Um, and I did great work there. Um, it was great. Working with elementary school kids was great. I didn't feel the heat until I got to Fanning Middle School. Mm-hmm. Um, I did Fanning in 2017. I got there in 2017, right? And um, um, <laughs> that was the, my time there. I think it was. That, that was another point where it was some of the greatest work that I've ever done because I got to really work with young black males who they're latching on to me. I got kids knocking at my office every day, just want to be there and right. want to, you know, and, and that was so great. And I started a, a mentoring program over there. Um, but as you would know, cause you come into this story at this point, sir, um, it's 2017 and I'm applying for other positions. Let's be honest. <laughs> Um, because I want to, at that point, I figured I had hit my ceiling in the St. Louis public schools and I had some incidents happen to me at Fanning where I didn't feel safe any, anymore. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. and we, we uh, while I was there that year, we had teachers whose cars were stolen. This was after I left. We had right. teachers who were, who were physically assaulted. Right. And, um, the district St. Louis public schools has a, has a policy where you have to ball up, you have to curl up in a ball. You're not allowed to. Mm-hmm. defend yourself of any sort or you mm-hmm. will be terminated mm-hmm. um so you know i had some incidents with that where students were threatening me and had some incidents where i'm supervising lunchroom fights and they turn into just all-out brawls right. and um right i'm like man i gotta get out of here and um so now we meet yes yes so my buddy he had so my buddy <laughs> um Taiwansley Wyndham, he made his way out to LaSalle. Yeah. And he kept telling me, he said, hey, man, apply for some positions in Rockwood. I said, Rockwood? He said, I don't think they're hiring, man. I'm looking at the HR page. There's not many positions open. And so, um, you know, I'm filling out positions. And one day he called me and he said, hey, man, there's a position open at Selvage of what I do. And I'm like, okay, whatever. He's like, no, seriously, fill it out. Yeah. And so um, I filled it out. And lo and behold, I get a call from a 636 number. <laughs> <laughs> and um, it's you. And um, and you're like, hey, um, you know, we want to bring you out, come out for an interview. I'm like, okay, let's see what becomes of this. And um, 
I remember sitting in the lobby, you know, waiting. Marie's there. I don't know Marie at the time by her name, of course. Right, right. But I'm just sitting there, and I'm like, hmm, okay. This feels like what I went to school. You know, I, I, <laughs> this, right. I, I remember this. And then I get in there, and it's you, and it's Kelly, and it's Lauren, and, uh, um, you know, you're just kind of like, okay, let's see what the, yeah. you know, and I'm talking to you guys, just sharing my experiences, and then you show me around the building. Yeah. And I remember, it's crazy. You finish the tour, we're standing outside, and I'm like, should I leave? I'm like, I don't want to leave yet. I want to stay here for a second. You're just talking to me. And so I leave, and so I'm like, you know, I go back to um, Fanning the next day, and I'm just like, man, it's different. Yeah. Like, you know, the, where I was just at was so different than where I'm at now. Yeah. And so um, you ended up giving me a call, and um, you actually did, I want to, um, you know, come on board. And, um, you know, that first year was like, I'd say the first two years were really tough. And, and why do I say tough? Because um, just learning a new environment and learning a yeah. new type of kids and, and then you know, where we're at, we're blessed. I hear stories from other places, you know what I mean? Yeah. And we're blessed because we don't, you know, just certain issues we don't have to worry about in our right. building. Right, And, um... Well, let's be honest, too. I mean, you and I have talked about this. You know, we do not have the most diverse teaching staff. You know, um, that, that's been yeah. something that, that has been very difficult for us to, um, you know, overcome. And, well, uh, remember... Yeah, you accompanied me on the uh, what's the name? When we went to the it was a, it was the first year we went. I was there in the building. Yeah, you and I drove city. together and yeah, went over to Lafayette. Lafayette. Yeah, yeah. And, um, and, yeah. And I was very. I mean, and, and that's the thing. You know, the the hard part for me is I don't, I don't. I'm not good at the networking game. I'm not one that that goes out and does a whole lot of of uh, casting nets and things like that. So. Um, I, I really do kind of believe in, 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 you know, people are kind of put in places. Um, uh, so, so I kind of let things happen organically, um, mm -hmm. rather than trying to force an issue. And so like you and I have had some really, really tough conversations, both of, of what I might expect from the position in you and, you know, what, what can we learn from each other in terms of helping others with, dealing with what's going on because um you you hinted at it just a little bit in in telling back your your life story um the inequities that are that are in yeah. front of us for our kids is just unreal and one of the things that i'm hopeful about this moment is that i would love to see us really be able to level the playing field for our kids yeah because it, it's it's time. There's no reason for us not to. The only reason... The, not now, then when. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Absolutely. And so, you know, this coming school year is probably going to be one of the most rewarding experiences, but it's also going to be probably yeah. one of the toughest ones we have ever had to go through because we are going to have to really seriously delve into... Um, some tough conversations and uh for some of us it's a lot easier than than for others you know and uh you know it's crazy when you start talking about 0405 and that was your soft <laughs> sophomore year i think is what that was 0405 yeah 0405 was that, a good old sophomore year that, that was the year i started at salvage <laughs> so hey yeah hey you're <laughs> You're a veteran. Don't do that. Yeah. I told you. You're so, a veteran. so it, but, but I have to explain to you, you know, when I first started at Selvage, it looked a lot different in terms of how people were towards each other and whether that meant the kids towards the other kids, if it meant mm -hmm. the teachers towards the kids, the kids towards the teachers, the families. I mean, I don't know that we had a real good sense of how to care for individual kids like we knew how to take care of kids um but one thing i really recognized right straight away was that there was a real separation of things you know that there was 
uh, a group of kids over here, and it was mostly our African American black kids from from the city, and then a, a whole group of of other kids, and uh, and uh, I'll never forget. I just felt like. I needed to get right in right away and start mixing it up with with kids from the city and and Bobby there's been mistakes along the way that I've made because it's a, all a learning experience just trying to get to know kids just trying to get to know families trying to understand how to help both adults and kids see things differently and and uh and yeah I just I I've I've struggled along the way because um I li- I like to think that people are people, you know, and 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 I want to just help whomever um, along the way, especially kids. I mean, I think that's one of the things that that people may get frustrated with me about at times because I am a champion for kids. I mean, I'm gonna I'm gonna try and help a kid no matter what, and I think that might have frust- frustrate adults at times. Um, but if we're we're here for the kids, you know, we're the ones who are, who are trying to help the next generation. So like you said, if not now, when we really have to seriously sit down and say it's time. Well, because like you said, stuff going on in the world right now. And I think for me, one of the things, like I said, when I got there, I knew it would be attachment immediately, but I think the thing that constantly blows my mind about our students, they really, um, care for those that instruct them and they legitimately um, you know and it would be and like I said for me I didn't think the impact or those like certain students would just come and say hi or they will share their successes or and it'll be those that you didn't think that you would connect with Right. but I mean you make connections and I think that's one of the most rewarding parts being in my position because like I like I've discussed with you before not everybody wants to have those conversations and not everybody um not everybody is a people person not everybody right. wants to discuss and talk some people just want to stay in their bubble they want us to and, and you know what I can respect that you know what I mean right. but I think like you said the dialogue and the conversation is like very important and like I said that that's what makes it so rewarding to me it is tough, you know, like we've discussed before, because, you know, you want to see diversity. You know what I mean? You want to see everyone. You want all of your students to look up and you want them to feel like they can do it. You want them to feel like, you know, they have relatability in front of them. And I think that's one of the most rewarding aspects because we have some great kids. I mean, we like, really do. I, I've i never been in and I've been in a few buildings, mind you. And I'll just say I won't even go to. I won't even make it a city versus a county thing. Right. I've been in other buildings right. in the district, and our building is unique. Wow. And um, I think it's because you, you push for, for people to have those candid conversations. Respectfully, may I add, but, you know, you push for that. And I think that's one of the things that I just really love about, man, coming in and the kid, hey, Mr. Trussell, you could be having a crappy day. You could have some bills due. You could, and the kids just... Hey, Mr. T, how you doing? Hey, Mr. Right. Right. It's like, man. You know, as we're kind of going through these things right now um, <clears throat> within the country and, and in our own backyard, um, you know, I've had a number of, of colleagues or friends uh, talk about things that they didn't realize, you know, prior to really within the last three weeks, how, how, how things have already changed within their mindset of, uh, of wh- whether it's talking race, whether it's talking inequities, whatever. Um, and, and one of the things that I wanted to mention while we were s- together here was, you know, you and I ran into each other on the weekend because you work and, and, yeah. and, and, and because you work for uh, Parkway Rockwood Community Ed, uh, yes, the basketball program, right? And so you did that this year. And my daughter, Who's in set? Who was in second grade? Had a game at Parkway Southwest Middle, right? And uh, I have to bring this up because it, it's something that I think is so poignant for really what and how people may feel when put in different situations. And and so mm-hmm. we 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 get to we were early for some reason. My wife and I got to got to Parkway Southwest Middle pretty early 
on and noticed that there was no cars there, okay, except for one. Empty. Except for one. And that car was over <laughs> over in the back, right? And so uh, I, I pull up and around, and, and I knew that you had done some work with Parkway Rockwood, but I didn't know, you know, if you were going to be, you know, at this particular yeah, site or game. Or, yeah, no, that. no. And, and so uh, people start coming up, and, and the building's not open. The building isn't open, and, and there's no way in and all this kind of stuff. And, uh, and somehow... Uh, you and I crossed paths. I think I may have came up to you or something. I can't remember, but I'm like, oh, you're here today. And and I said, so you... Yeah, I heard your voice. I was walking back from the door because <laughs> I was explaining to the parents and I'm like, I know I'm not... The sound, yeah. Am I hearing my principal's voice? And but, you come out but, with the film like it? So, so the thing is, and I have to relay this to everyone because before the people really started showing up, it was just like our car... And then I think you were in the back maybe. And, yeah. and I didn't want to bother you because, uh, you know, we want our space and stuff. And so once we, we ran into each other, uh, you explained to me that, yeah, you know, I, I, I thought about going and checking yeah. some doors, but then I, I, did, didn't, but think, I, I didn't think, I didn't think the optics. Yeah. I didn't think the optics would look too good on that. And and no. I kind of chuckled. My wife and I both chuckled, and you kind of did too. But I don't think people realize some of the things that you have to think about mm-hmm. personally before you actually go out and do them. Right? You, you, would, yeah, you would be correct in that. I think, um, and you heard me say a minute ago, those kids make it all worth it because to get up in the morning, and this is just the, the daily grind of what it looks like to come to Selvage, to get up in the morning, make sure I get my kids right, get on 55 style, you know. You get to that certain point when you hit 270 west where you got to watch your speed limit. You got to, um, you know, especially when you hit 44 west. This is just me taking you to the, when you hit 44 west and then you get off on, um, you got to get off on, uh, oh my goodness, what is that? It's 109, it's not 109, it's uh, 141. You can get, there you go. Oh my 141, goodness. Right. I do 141 and you know, you relax a little bit on 141, but when you hit big bend, you tense up a little bit more because, um, you know, and I've gotten pulled over before, um, on my way to you guys headed to work. Good, good old new ball win. Well, this was my first, yeah. New ball win at speed trap. <laughs> and, um, and this was my first year and, um, they're running my stuff and, you know, I'm a little nervous. Let's be honest. Right. It was every time the police pull me over. Let's be honest. I'm very dark. So, right, you know. right, right. And, um, and, and so, um, the police officer comes up to the window and the police officer said, man, when you get to work, cause I showed him my state ID and my Rockwood bag. Yeah. 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 <laughs> I was like, Smart man. Smart man. Right, down the street. right. And, um, and um, he said, man, when you get to work, you need to thank that handsome guy there that works in your building. He said he radioed in and told me that you do indeed work there. And I got to the parking lot and I said, Hitch, yeah. this is our safety resource office all the time. I said, Hitch, I love you. What do I need to give you? What do yeah. you want? Do you want breakfast? Do you right, want lunch? Right. Do you want dinner? And he said, man, you're good. Yeah. He said, just slow it down next time. Yeah. He said, I got you. I took yeah. care of you. And, um, you know, I've had an incident where the next year I got pulled over for lack of showing proper insurance. Mm. Um, and, um, like I said, for me, you got to deal with that, but then everybody's not like you, you know right. what I mean, Mike? Right. Everybody's not going to speak. Everybody, not, everybody's not going to, so then you have to walk in and you have to kind of read the temperature of folks. And I'm not saying that right. it has to I know. only be motivated by a certain race or whatever it may be but you just have to check the temperature of everyone because everyone's human and everyone's going through things right and um you do search and you look out for those that look like you and and at times you can feel alone because you know you whether we like it or not we all want relatability we all want it reminds me of i'll give you an example when i was in st louis public schools predominantly black right it reminds me of um, a few of our teachers who were my counterparts they're not black and the stuff that they had to deal with as far as, I'm going to explain it like this, the alienation from students possibly, right. and then even from staff at times. Right. And so it, it just, for me, I'm like, wow, uh, 
you have folks that you know you can go to. There are there are a number of people in our building that I mean they're amazing, man. You know you, and everybody plays their part. What do I mean? Everybody comes together and we work hard. Don't get me wrong, we're working hard for the kids. Mm-hmm. You know, but like you said, I. And it's uncomfortable for me at times, though, right. too. But I would love for us to just start to speak. We don't even have to talk about certain topics. We could just talk about ourselves. So that way we can kind of get to know each other first. You know what I mean? Yeah. Because I have a student who, uh, he's in high school now. Um, he was he he had, he had was in our building. Yeah. And uh, you know who I'm talking about. He shall remain, name- he shall remain nameless. And yeah. um, he really used to just ask me some questions that I was like, huh? Right. And as opposed to taking offense to it, I kind of sat him down and said, hey, man, you know, it's about relatability. It's about what do you see around you and what do you feel comfortable with? Mm -hmm. And um, that student, after this first year, he came to see me every time. (laughs) He came to see me every day afterwards. And would just come and say hi. And before he left, he gave me a hug and was like, hey, thanks. You are so cool. I just want to say thank you for helping me work through stuff a student that i would i mean i'm like wow we really connected so i think that's where the hope lies at you know what i mean right and and when we have leaders like yourself you know that you encourage this this is what you it's been times i've been like hey mike i really are you sure and you're like please express how you yeah well and i i do i i do hope that as as you are um, becoming more embedded in the culture of of salvage, that you you feel like you can uh, be uh, more open, or at least um, just just start to talk. You know, I mean, the, the thing is, you know, we all have something to offer, and some of us more than others too. And 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 my thing is, and easily, you know, this has been. Um, a nice conversation, but, but what's crazy is, you know, this is the kind of thing you and I would do during the school day. I mean, I mean there are times, time. there are times when, when I, I, I drop everything so that you and I can just chat, you know, and, 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 uh, just talk about things because it all comes back to the human side of things. You know, um, uh, we have so many great people in our building and so many uh, great kids in our building, but not everybody sees eye to eye. And, and I'm not asking, and I don't think you are either, that you have to, uh, you know, agree with where that person comes from or, or be on the same side, but, but it's about humanity and it's about us living together and working together and making this the best life possible. And, and and for me, it's about what can we do to make things better. I swear that's your mantra, and I'm not saying it just to like that. Is it? What are you doing to make this building a better place? You know, the more time I spend around you, I find myself saying certain things you say, and um, and I think what has impressed me the most about as far as professionally working with you, your your route to where you got. You know, it surprised me when you told me you're like, hey, you know, I didn't. Yeah. Yeah, I wasn't. I'm like, what? You're like, no. Yeah, I wasn't like it was I, just. I came right through the same path, and no, like most people. But no. I think that's what, in my opinion, and this is just my opinion. I think that's what makes a community even better when you have folks who have your own unique journeys. Oh yeah, and they they're comfortable in their skin and their space to come together and to just discuss ideas yeah. openly. We're not, you know what I mean? That's the, and that's something that you've. You kind of, you know, you've been pushing me like, hey, use that leadership voice. Be you, you yeah, have, well, you know, be. That's going to be the thing. I mean, you and I, you know, this might be the first of, of a few different talks that we have on a podcast because I think it's it's important for us to just be able to uh, relate what's going on in our worlds uh, so that we can learn from each other and then um, impart some of that wisdom to others because, you know, some might want to hear it, some might not care to hear it, but I think it's it's all about the experiences that we are in and being able to share so that um again we can we can grow and be better from it, you know. Hey, so listen. It's getting late, bro. 
and and I'm, I'm not going to try and cut you, you off. All day. But sorry. I know, I know, and locked, and I really I'm appreciate this. And, and no one can come in. And guess what? I think you, yeah, I think you have gotten uh, the record now on uh-huh. on how long uh-huh. we went tonight. But look, you know, and I'm and I could keep going on, but I do want us to cut it short here, only because yeah, I I'm do wa- I do want us to say, hey, let's revisit before school. Let's have one one more of these if you're cool with that, because because I think it's good for us just to check back in before because things are going to be crazy weird in terms of where we're going to go with all this. We don't know if we're going to be in the building. We don't know if we're going to be out of the building. You know, it's just going to be weird. And and what we really need is that normal piece, that piece of building the relationships of of knowing who the other person is and making sure we're reaching out, making sure people are okay, that kind of stuff. And so for me, it's it's anytime I do this, it's always about getting to know somebody a little bit better and just having a little bit of fun with it. Um and that's I know what I've gotten to do here. I certainly know quite a bit now of your your life story. You got bro. all my secrets. Yeah, <laughs> the whole world knows all my secrets. Um, hey, any you know, shout? Any, yeah, any any shout outs you want to give to anybody before uh, we we take off? Because you know this blows up. We got so many followers. We got so many people that listen. I have a feeling this is. The first of many to come. Um, yeah. I just got to shout out my wife and tell her thank you for allowing me to lock yeah, the Tell her thank you for me, too. <laughs> well, I've, I've been in meetings since 8 o'clock, and my five-year-old son has probably been playing Fortnite. Oh, um, geez. <laughs> uh, yes. We, uh, I, cool dad I am. I made a mistake and got a game system. For oh, boy. Well, just keep... But just shout out to thank you for, for having me. Um, and, and, and I'll say this. Shout out to our whole building because we go through so much. Yeah. And, and, and I, what I've missed is, man, we've got a great building. You don't yeah. miss it until you don't have it. You don't miss right. it until you... Right. And, and it's it's weird to think we haven't been around We haven't been around each other since March 13th. We, well, we didn't know when know. we left in March that that would be. So I really miss you guys and appreciate you guys. It kind of makes it like, you know, like a family. You know, the family that... Mm-hmm. We're all a family, basically. You know, you see your family every day. Yeah. Uh, yeah. That's your family. When you can't see them, yeah. then you're like, dang, I, man, I miss... Yeah. Miss my brother. Yeah. Well, thank I you. you. I appreciate you. I'm sorry for keeping you up. Oh so no, you're good, brother. I'm 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 just saying I, I think the listeners uh are gonna be like, Wow, that was a long one. Hey, so well, so but that's a good thing because we have a lot to talk about. There's still so much to get to. I, I do hope, Bobby, that you will join me again before we get back to oh, school. For sure. Um for sure. Hey, I have to ask you though, do you know what the tagline is? The what? tagline for for the show. The show's name is Mike's On. So when we say goodbye, what do you think we say? Mike's Off? Hey, I love that you put a question mark on it. Uh-oh. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Thanks, Bobby. Hey, I appreciate you guys. Stay safe, Mike. We'll talk soon. Everybody, peace and love. See All right. You guys later. Love you, buddy. All right. Love you too, sir. Peace. Join us in the weeks to come as we learn and grow together.